on the news. Corona inquest commences on Friday to investigate Mobas' mysterious deaths. Ogun local government as chairman remanded over alleged funds misuse. Gunmen attack Kwara community, claim two lives. Nigerian Air Force strikes IPOP camps in Imo and Anambra states. Nigeria Customs confiscate 1.6 billion naira worth of contraband and explosive raw materials. French ambassador returns to Paris amidst tension with Niger's post coup regime. Monas pay tribute to victims of tragic Iraqi wedding fire. Nigeria loses Afghan 2027 hosting rights to Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. To listen to the news in full, kindly click on the link below. Preliminary investigations into the untimely demise of the renowned Nigerian artist Iluolu Aloba, famously known as Mobad, are set to commence on Friday, September 29 at the Magistrate Court located in Nikrodu, Lagos. Magistrate Africa Shotobi, designated Corona, confirmed this development through an official communication dated September 26 addressed to the legal firm of Falan and Falan Chambers. The law firm had initiated this inquiry in a letter dated September 18, 2023, directed to Justice Moyisolara, Chief Corona of the High Court of Lagos State. Their request aimed to shed light on the very tragic and mysterious circumstances surrounding Mumbai's unfortunate demise. In response to the law firm's appeal, the Corona Justice Mojisola Dada, acting under the directives of the Chief Corona of Lagos State, resolved to convene an inquest as per the prevailing provisions of Section 14 and 15 of the Corona System of Lagos State, Cap C-15, Laws of Lagos State 2015. The late Afrobeat sensation residing in the Kurodu locality passed away at the age of 27 on September 12th, sparking the need for a comprehensive investigation into the circumstances surrounding his death. Welcome back to the news on our Akronshe podcast. Kindly follow our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audio Mac at Arakurinshe Podcast and also follow us on all social media accounts Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and on YouTube. Thank you. Ogun local government as chairman remanded over alleged funds misuse. Wale Adidayo, the former chairman of Ijebu East local government in Ogun State, has been remanded in custody over allegations of spreading false information regarding the misuse of local government funds. Adidayo's arrest and subsequent arraignment came in response to a petition from the state government which accused him of making baseless claims about the diversion of funds allocated to local governments. These allegations have been strongly denied by the government. The former chairman was arrested by the state police command and appeared in a customary course to Inabi Ekuta where he pleaded not guilty to the charges. The presiding judge A.K. Araba granted Adidayo bill set at 2 million naira requiring two shorties with landed properties within the court jurisdiction. The case is scheduled for the next hearing on October 20, while Adidaya remains in detention at the Barra Correctional Center in Abiyokuta. This development has sparked interest in the state as it raises questions about local government accountability. Nigeria commits to strengthening relations with China. In a concerted effort to fortify the bond between Nigeria and China, the Consul General of the People's Republic of China in Lagos, Ms. Yan Yujin, expresses optimism about the extensive potential of their cooperation. During the commemoration of the 74th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China in Lagos, the Consul General emphasized the closely intertwined destinies of China and Nigeria, forged through struggles against colonial aggression. 
She highlighted the imperative of elevating the China-Nigeria strategic partnership to new heights. Governor Alice Oti of Abia State and the Lagos State Representative Ms. Bimbola Salu Undei, the Secretary to the State Government, vowed to bolster the enduring and mutually beneficial ties with China. They also pledged to explore additional revenues for collaboration with the Chinese government. Gunmen attack Kora community claim two lives. In a tragic incident, two individuals have lost their lives and three others sustained gunshot injuries in Kora State. The Alalubosa community, located in Okoluwu, Asha local government area, was thrown into chaos when government opened fire indiscriminately on Tuesday night, prompting residents to seek refuge. The police public relations officer, PPRO, or Kasomia Jai, confirmed the arrowing incident with the command swiftly deploying officers to the scene upon receiving the report. Eyewitness accounts shared with Chinese television revealed that the government descended upon the community around 10 pm, catching residents enjoying the evening weather outside their homes. Semiat Mukaila and Abdullahi Awe were among the injured, with Semiat suffering a gunshot wound to her hand and Abdullahi sustaining a broken leg from a gun butt. Both are currently receiving medical treatment. Isiak Abdullahi also suffered a gunshot wound to the hand. Tragically, Nena Abdurashid Alafara, another resident, attempted to flee after being shot in the leg. The assailants pursued him and inflicted fatal machete wounds, leading to his demise. Remarkably, the local vigilante team members displayed courage during the ordeal, successfully eliminating one of the suspected kidnappers while the others fled. Residents in the area commend the vigilante's team bravery and implore relevant authorities to equip them adequately to counter such threats. The Nigerian Air Force has conducted airstrikes on camps believed to be housing members of the proscribed indigenous people of Biafra IPOP and its paramilitary wing, the Eastern Security Network ESN. In a statement released on Wednesday, Air Force spokesperson Gabriel Gapquet confirmed that multiple strikes were carried out on Tuesday at separate locations in two eastern states. The targeted areas were identified as Mother Valley, Oshumugu in the Newi South local government area of Anambra State and Akui Ube in the Okigwe local government area of Imo State. Prior to the operation, Gapquet stated that in the intelligence report indicated plans by the terrorists to destroy civic activities across the southeast. The operation was conducted in collaboration with ground troops and other security agencies and aimed at locations suspected of storing arms and ammunition used by the militants. The strikes hit the target and were deemed successful following the ball of fire, fleeing terrorists at location as well as feedback received, the statement noted. The Nigerian Air Force, in conjunction with other security agencies, committed to ensuring the safety and freedom of all Nigerians, regardless of their place of residence. The statement emphasized the unwavering determination of security agencies and called for the support of all Nigerians in defeating criminal elements whose sole intention is to spread fear and, div and division among the sitting ring. The Nigeria Customs Service Federal Operations Unit Zone C has intercepted contraband materials worth 1.6 billion naira in the southeast between July and September 2023. The seizures include explosive, raw materials, cannabis sativa, and other illicit items. Nine suspects were arrested in connection with these seizures. The acting customs area controller for the zone, Kaede Kolade, expressed concern over smuggling activities and revealed that the unit collected 54.2 million naira in recovered deals due to identified infractions during this period. The seized items encompass a wide range including cannabis sativa weighing 9,194 kg, explosive raw materials, smuggled foreign rice, cough syrup, codeine, 
and armored bullion van, second hand clothing, wines, used dynamic tires, foreign tomato paste, foreign spaghetti, and unregistered and expired medications like tramadol. These contrabands were intercepted at various locations within the jurisdiction of this zone. Welcome to Global News. French ambassador returns to Paris amidst tensions with Niger post-coup regime. France ambassador to Niger, Sivien Itia, returned to Paris after enduring weeks of strain with the post-coup government in the West African nation, which had demanded its expulsion. French Foreign Minister Catherine Colonna expressed gratitude to Itia and his team for their dedicated service under challenging circumstances. The diplomat's return follows a coup in Niger two months ago, which led to strained relations between France and its former colony prompting Niger's new leaders to request a departure. Ite, accompanied by six colleagues, departed Miami in the early hours of the morning. French President Emmanuel Macron had previously announced the impending departure of the ambassador in a televised interview. Niger's military rulers, who had ousted President Mohamed Bazoum in July, welcomed this announcement. Sylvain Ite, born in Bamako, Mali in 1959, served as the ambassador to Niger for one year and boasts a 35-year diplomatic career with previous posts in Uruguay and Angola. Monas paid tribute to victims of tragic Iraqi wedding fire. In the aftermath of the devastating fire that struck an Iraqi Christian wedding on Tuesday, grieving individuals gathered at the cemetery in the northern city of Karakush on Wednesday to bid farewell to their loved ones, heartbroken mourners held up portraits of those who tragically lost their lives. Just a day earlier, these very individuals had come together at an elegant banquet hall to celebrate a joyous wedding. However, tragedy struck as the bride and groom danced with a fire engulfing the reception hall, claiming the lives of at least 100 people and leaving 150 others injured. Eyewitness accounts describe how the fire rapidly spread, and social media footage revealed indoor fireworks throwing so high that they ignited ceiling decorations. On Wednesday, about 20 coffins adorned with satin and bouquet of flowers were solemnly carried through the crowd by men. Following closely were grief-striking women, dressed in black and supported on both sides, struggling to stand on their own as tears flowed freely from their eyes. Fifty-six thousand Pakistan schools closed amid contagious hive virus outbreak. In response to a widespread outbreak of a contagious hive virus, more than fifty-six thousand schools in Pakistan are set to close for the rest of the week. The decision announced on Wednesday comes after Punjab, Pakistan's most populous province, reported a staggering three hundred fifty-seven thousand cases of conjunctivitis since the beginning of the year. The eye, this highly contagious eye infection characterized by redness, itchiness, and eye discharge can spread through hand contact, coughing, and sneezing. Punjab's Education Department spokesperson Sufika Ali stated, This closure has been announced as a proactive measure to give maximum protection to students against the infection. Eastern Punjab province, home to 127 million residents, houses 56,000 state schools, in addition to numerous independent schools affected by the shutdown. We hope this will break the cycle of infection in the province, Ali expressed optimism. Initially, schools across Pakistan were scheduled to close on Friday due to a public religious holiday, but many would typically reopen over the weekend for extra classes or exams. 
Punjab authorities plan to screen students at school gate when they resume classes on Monday. Welcome to Sport Update. Nigeria loses AFCON 2027 hosting right to Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. In a surprise turn of events, Nigeria and Benin Republic's joint bid to host the 2027 African Cup of Nations AFCON was unsuccessful, as the hosting right were awarded to a joint bid by Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. The Confederation of African Football, CAF, also revealed that Morocco will host the 2025 edition. Morocco initially favored for 2025 had its hosting rights treat earlier but has now been granted the opportunity once again. Algeria's unexpected withdrawal from the 2027 race opened the door for the East African bid, marking the first time the tournament will return to East Africa since Ethiopia hosted it in 1976. CAF President Patrice Mosepe expressed pride in Morocco's selection and explained that Algeria, Zambia and Nigeria Benin withdrew from the race to support Morocco's candidacy for the 2030 World Cup in partnership with Spain and Portugal. While Morocco boasts world-class stadiums, Kenya and Tanzania each have one international standard venue and Uganda has none, forcing them to play the 2023 Cup of Nations qualifiers at neutral sites. Mosepe highlighted the decisions focused on infrastructure development and inspiring young people. Ukraine football takes stand with boycotts UEFA competitions with Russian teams. In response to UEFA's decision to readmit Russia youth team to international competitions, Ukrainian football teams have declared a boycott of all competitions involving Russian sides. The Ukrainian Association of Football UFF, strongly opposes UEFA move and calls on other UEFA members to follow suit. Last year, European football governing body banned all Russian teams from competitions due to Moscow's offensive in Ukraine. However, the ban was recently healed by allowing Russia's national under-17 team to participate. UEFA argued that young players should not be punished for the actions of adults but imposed restrictions, including playing on Russian territory and banning national symbols. Ukraine has consistently advocated for blanket ban on Russia from international sporting events and even threatened to boycott the 2024 Paris Olympics if Russian and Belarusian athletes participate. And it's a wrap on the news. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on all podcasting platforms at Arakun Podcast.